Well, hi, I'm Dr. Stephen, and this is the Take Care and Live podcast. Okay, quick question for you. What areas of your professional life could use a little bit more attention and some more focus in development? Think about that for a moment. You ever thought about that? I mean, you go to work every single day, don't you? We either going to work or working from home. Many of us still coming out of the pandemic are merging both of them in ways we never imagined. You know, when you're leading people in any sector, you have got to be sure that you are doing the work of building your own knowledge and skills and resources that help to make you an ongoing asset to people, particularly if you're leading, particularly if you're serving other folks. Because if you don't, it will only reinforce the status quo. I tell folks to always insert time to grow. Think about 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes of intentional time at least once a week. That's the habit of great leadership. Quite frankly, that's the habit of exceptional leadership of yourself. People who say that they are too busy running their companies or running their organizations to create time for themselves to refine their practice to accelerate their own skill set. They may not be the folks that you need to be following or aligning yourself with. I remember as a principal, I've led in some challenging spaces and the work I've done um, has been exhausting. It's been taxing mentally and physically to my well-being. I've experienced that firsthand And so I have learned over time the importance of investing in myself intentionally when it came to being the kind of leader I was aspiring to be. And this is particularly important when you have competing priorities. You have multiple people vying for your attention, not to mention all the other areas of your life that require focus and commitment and your heart, right? Your marriage, your children, your friendships, those people that help keep you grounded. You need to be able to spend time with them as well. Maybe you're caring for an elderly parent. I mean, we wear a lot of different hats in our lives. We wear a lot of different um carry a lot of different tools in our toolbox, if you want me to put it another way, right? And even with all of that, caring for other people and caring for relationships, caring for your professional learning is still an absolute necessity. You know, there was an article that came out in 2019 in Forbes magazine that pointed to some research that had been done. And that research noted that less than 50% of people in the United States are satisfied with their work. Less than 50%. That was in 2019. That was just shortly before we were thrusted into a pandemic in 2020. Here's something more recent. According to a U.S. job satisfaction survey done in 2021, 
more than 50% of U.S. employees say they're disengaged at work. Essentially, they are sleepwalking. They are clocking in, even if they're just getting out of their bed and logging into a meeting online because the pandemic has changed the game for us in a lot of ways. Hopefully you're not doing that. Hopefully you're actually getting up and looking refreshed and ready for work and energized so you can give your best. I hope you're not uh, taking a lazy approach to this. We're about a year and a half in the game now. All right. But that's still a huge number. 2021, more than 50 percent of all U.S. employees say that they're disengaged at work, essentially showing up but not giving their all. Now, wait, don't throw me across the room, okay? Don't delete me from your, from your podcast selection just yet, all right? Just, just give me a minute. I think this is a key point because if you have that many people who are dissatisfied with their work, if you have that many people who are disengaged, millions and millions of people who are disengaged in their work, that tells us something about the level of self-care we're giving to our professional lives. That's right. Self-care also includes our professional lives. When you invest in your professional learning for yourself, it is an act of self-care. It is your way of saying, I matter as much as showing up here to my work matters. It's easy to get lost in just getting the job done. And when we do that, when we just focus on getting the task done, just getting the job done, we become the sacrificial lamb of our work because we're not continuously developing our craft. We're showing up being a cog in the wheel, but not doing anything to transform ourselves and even the spaces we're in. When I first became a principal of a high school, I would start my days at 630 in the morning on campus and there would be nights I wouldn't leave until nine, sometimes 10 o'clock at night. I mean, the place I was in in this this new assignment at the time was it was a rough space, right? It, It was in shambles. I had a lot of work to do, but I quickly discovered that the long hours didn't add to my effectiveness. In fact, it hampered it because I was giving more time to people and projects and not enough time to my own growth that would make me effective in serving the people and the projects. Right? I was engaging in self-preservation, but I wasn't engaging in my own professional self-care. So essentially, I was just helping to maintain the status quo. Self-preservation is doing what you need to do to stay afloat, but professional self-care is when you look ahead towards what you want to become in your work, who you want to become in your work, and you create a structure in your life to do just that. So when I talk about taking that 30 or that 60 or that 90 minutes in a given day or week to just cultivate and refine the parts of your life and your work life that you want to see accelerate, 
That's self-care. That's professional self-care. And if you and I are not ruthless about holding that as sacred time for ourselves, we will only be folks who do what people have gotten used to us doing. We will only be people who lead the way people have gotten used to us leading. But we're not adding any value. We're not enhancing ourselves and subsequently we're not going to be enhancing anyone else. So I want to spare you some of the pain, not all of it, because quite frankly, pain does have its role in informing our progress. But at least some of the needless pain in your leadership and in your work, whether you are the cashier or the CEO. Because I think this will help shape and inform and guide you moving forward so that you can be more effective at not just showing up at work, but being the person who invests a significant degree of professional self-care for themselves so they're adding value in ways that possibly they wouldn't even have imagined. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about how we can outgrow the status quo by engaging more deliberately in professional self-care. So one, I want you to recognize that the only person who truly carries the burden for what you want to become in your leadership, regardless of your role, the only person that truly carries the burden of your own professional self-care is you. That means you have to be strategic and deliberate about your craft and how you're developing your craft and the ways you're informing your practice so that you become not just what is needed by that specific company or organization you're working with, but what you're aiming to be for the long term. I had to make that decision myself that I had to realize that my professional learning was my responsibility And I needed to make sure I was crafting opportunities for myself that allowed me to move towards being and doing the work the way that I wanted to do it as a leader in the sector that I serve. So that's how I want you to think about this. Simultaneously work for the moment and lead yourself for the future. For me, I develop content for leaders, content that's used to train leaders. And so I'm in the midst of research uh, all the time, right? But I also do other intentional things to enhance my practice. I listen to podcasts. I read on topics 
in, that impact my field. I spend time with other leaders who lead schools, the very people that I support in leadership, right? I spend time actually collaborating with them and tackling problems that they're facing, whether they're school leaders or leaders of a system, right? Because it not only helps them, it helps me. It sharpens my own skills. It sharpens particularly my problem-solving skills. And so I'm able to use that to inform how I think about the tools I create for leaders, how I think about the work um, that impacts them, how I think about areas that they tell me they're struggling with having the support in doing effectively or the resources in doing effectively. And so I'm able to provide those kinds of resources in what I create for them in their development by listening and engaging in these conversations and engaging in these problem solving opportunities with them. For you, it might be similar. It may be different, right? But you need to recognize, number one, that you are the person who carries the burden for becoming the owner and developer of your professional self-care. Two, know your why. The only way you can push yourself away from just being a cog in the wheel of your organization or a person who's a puppet in someone else's play and company is knowing your why. When you know your why, when you know what you're supposed to be doing and why you're doing it, you'll have a clearer sense of how you need to be spending your time and where you need to be spending your time. Not everything your organization does interests you. However, there might be key elements of the work that are capturing your attention. There might be key elements of your organization that align with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis that are capturing your attention. And that is what you need to be paying attention to. Those are signposts for you in areas where you may need to possibly invest in your own professional self-care. All right? Knowing your why also means asking yourself, why am I here? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're there to make money, right? I'm sure you, you have bills to pay. Right. Those are the easy answers. But those are also the surface answers. Why did you choose the profession you're in? Why did you choose the organization you're working with now? Who and I love this. I have a, gr- a friend of mine, one of my best friends in the world who asked me this question that transformed how I also thought about my place and time at work. She asked me, who is your audience? Who is your audience? Revolutionary, small question, simple question, but it will change your life. Who is your audience? There will come a time when you have to interrogate yourself about your why. And considering the questions I just posed to you will help you land on your why. And as a result, help you be more effective and more directed in the kind of professional self-care you give yourself to. And then finally, be strategic about your approach to your professional learning, all right? In your organization, you may be receiving a lot of professional learning. You may be in a place where you're not receiving a lot of it at all, right? But use what you do receive 
as a starting point, not a finish line. Don't say, oh, I get trained all the time. We have, we have uh, learning sessions for this and for that all the time. That's good. But use it as a starting point to help shape where it is you actually want to spend your time to be better, to get better, to operate better in your role, to serve people more effectively. Use those experiences to affirm for yourself what would be the best fit for your time and talents and treasure, right? Any money you may need to invest in your own professional learning. What will be the best use of your time, talents, and treasure if you were going to pursue that area more deeply? You want to further your development and your professional growth in areas that fuel the parts of your professional life that you are looking to see flourish. Right. So when I talk about being strategic, that means not just relying on the professional learning your organization provides you, but accelerating your development in those specific areas of your craft that you personally want to transform and use to add value to your work, not just based on where you are right now, but on where you want to go, where you see yourself going. Your organization and your job, they provide you with a baseline of development for your craft, but not necessarily do they always provide you with the, the, the professional learning opportunities to elevate your craft. So you have to think about where do I need to be more strategic in getting and learning more about the industry I'm in. Right. Because markets are always changing and you need to equip yourself for those shifts in the market. So let's say, for instance, you were a cashier at Dollar General or Walmart. You need to be learning and you're, and you're enjoying that job. Right. You need to be learning about the systems that are associated with being a cashier. So. As it relates to being a cashier, you know, automated money handling systems are big deals. I know nothing about them, but they're a big deal, right, uh, in retail industry. So you may need to think about, hey, what do I need to know about what's happening with those tools so that I can be prepared if a change comes to our company and I need to adjust? Not only do I want to be ready to adjust, I want to be able to be somebody who can train other people in using those new tools. So think forwardly. That's part of the strategic process you should engage in. Okay, you may also do something else. And this is something a lot of people don't think about, uh, but you get personal days. They're called personal because it's for your personal business, right? And maybe for you, your personal business is investing some time in professional self-care where you're taking a day or two to participate in a training or an event or a conference that's going to elevate you in the areas you want to excel in in your profession, right? So think about how you use your personal days, right? Build a system for yourself that works. So think about your 30 minutes a day, your 45 minutes, your, your 90 minutes. Your, hey, if it's 60 minutes, great. But think about those blocks of time 
how you can integrate that into your weekly schedule. But also think about how can you creatively use your personal time? Personal days are given to you by work. Use that as an opportunity to build your capital and invest in yourself through another opportunity that's meaningful for you. Remember those statistics I shared earlier, right? Less than 50% of people in the United States are actually satisfied with their work. Less than 50% actually finding where they are meaningful. And I have been discovering over time that a lot of people hate their work not because they're in the wrong place, right? They hate it because they're not investing in their crafts or themselves in the areas of their craft that they want to see add more value, that they want to see greater impact. It's your professional life, which means you have the capacity and the power to invest in ways that will make you better. Okay? Now listen, as you invest in yourself, you may find that it causes you to outpace where you are. And that's all good. That means you're getting a bigger vision, that you're moving out of your static position, and it could very well open doors for you where you are right now within your own organization or may open doors for you elsewhere or might open doors simultaneously in both places right but you've got to be a good steward of your own professional life and not expect your organization to do the heavy lifting for you right so see them as a starting point see what they offer as a starting point but you take that and you shape it to where you want to go to shape what your interests and focus needs to be based on your areas of development that you're aspiring to attain. Make the investment in you. You're right. Right now, you have no idea where it will take you, but it will keep you from just being status quo. So to recap, one, recognize that the only person who truly carries the burden to become what you're looking to become in your own professional life is you. Two, know your why. Have a clear sense of why you're doing it. Why are you making the investment in the work you're doing right now? Be clear about that. And three, be strategic. Use the professional learning that's given to you by your organization as your starting point, not your finish line. Let it inform your lens so that you're moving forward in the areas you want to be better and do better. And that applies to us, whether we're the cashier or the CEO. So that's it for now. I am looking forward to connecting with you again soon. And as always, I want you to do this one thing and do it well. And that's take care and live. Thank you for stopping by this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would, like the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, and even write a review so others know just how much you enjoyed the show. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again. In the meantime, take care and live.